0: It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it, cause I've
1: been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Allen Samuels Studios. Here's Tom Barfield, Ward Whites, and Ryan Fox.
2: And welcome to Thursday. It is uh, 7 o'clock, straight up and down. Welcome into the program. This is game time. Your first word in sports as we get you going here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. It is a – well, let me just say this. If you haven't looked outside this morning, you're just getting your day started, you haven't looked outside, you may want to. And then you may want to plan to leave a a little bit early. Uh, It is a bit foggy, to say the least. All right, Ward White has the uh, the day off, and uh, we uh, say good morning to to Ryan Fox. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Tom? I'm good, absolutely good. Uh, and again, boy, did you know you drove in from Whitney? Did uh,
3: the whole way, the whole way? It was that thick. just like that. Yeah, just like that.
2: Yeah, for me too. On my eight minute drive or seven minute drive or whatever it was, it made my seven minute drive eight minutes. So I was a little you know set back, but yeah. anyway. It, it is foggy, and, I mean, it is. It's, in places it's thick. I mean, it's, it's difficult to see. So, seriously, uh, start early and reduce your speed. Keep a little more space in between you and, and the guy or gal in front of you. So, you know, just, just do the simple things, the easy things. So, anyway, uh, let's see. What else is going on here? Boy, there is a ton of basketball to get to, and we're going to today. We got a lot of stuff to do uh, today on the program. But there's also some other things going on. First of all, Baylor softball in a tournament in, uh, in California. I think I think it's hosted by Long Beach State. We'll get to that because they're cooking. I mean, they're going right now. So we'll get to that for you. Also, we're going to have a chance, and I, I love this, we're going, to, we're going to have a chance to visit with Todd Berry. He is the executive director of the American Football Coaches Association. You're thinking American AFCA Yes, for the for for several years that was that was Coach Taft. you know it was it was I think somewhat disorganized and and, and then Coach Taft brought it to Waco and kind of got it organized and they went from a a rental in a in one of the bank buildings to a beautiful facility over off University Parks Drive and they do great work uh, when it and it's not just about college football. There's nowhere in there does it say college football. It Says American Football Coaches Association. High school, college, and I mean whatever the case may be. So uh, t- he's going to join us, and we are going to talk about. And I, I want to get the, the AFCA's perspective on some of these these uh, potential rule changes that uh, that look like they're coming. And uh, we'll talk to him about that. Uh, we'll talk to him about NIL, how they navigate NIL, with the coaches' thoughts on NIL, and and uh, the transfer portal, and and all of those things that have got a new stamp if you will on college football. We 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 want to focus on college football with this conversation and and it applies to high school as well uh with the with the uh with the NIL. So we'll we'll do that this morning. And uh Pat is going to join us this morning. Uh in fact at the bottom of the hour at 7:30 this morning we'll have uh, Pat Nunley on the program and we will uh we'll preview the Bears and Iowa State. As the uh, Phillips 66 Big 12 tournament gets going, that's an 11 o'clock broadcast with an 11:30 tip, and it's not going to be late. That's the one and only game we know is positively going to start on time, because it's the first game of the day. And so we'll have that for you coming up at 11:30 uh, this morning, 11 o'clock for the pregame. So uh, let's see. And Bryce Cherry from KC is going to join us on the program. So. Not only once, but twice will we reach out to uh, Kansas City and uh, and talk to Bryce. I, I'm curious when we when we visit with Bryce, is, has he found a local dive to go have some barbecue or or some ribs or something like that? I'm just curious if if he's gotten that accomplished. I certainly hope so.
3: Uh, it shouldn't be hard to find in Kansas City. I wouldn't think.
2: I wouldn't think so. I just want to know has he has he got to as he got to one of those places because as you know when you get off the beaten path and go find one of those local places that's where the good stuff is. I mean, and it's just I mean, yeah, you can grab a restaurant on one of the main drags and all that stuff, but when you get off the main drag and go find one of those places tucked away someplace that's where the that's where the good stuff i mean they kind of hide it back there you know what i mean
3: so it's like a little gold mine
2: yeah but yeah but you can't tell nobody because then so it's one of those deals where you just got to kind of keep it uh keep it hidden back there and yeah we'll see so we'll talk to bryce about that or see if he has a recommendation maybe maybe he hasn't done it yet but he's it's he's on his way and uh we'll see so we'll, we'll do that uh Coming up uh, a little later on in the morning. In fact, Bryce is a writer, so they don't get started until, in fact, we're we're probably, his wake-up call is what what, what (laughs) would be my guess. So, Baylor women will begin tomorrow night, and uh, we'll talk about that uh, here on the program as well. So, we got a lot of stuff to get to here on ESPN Central Texas. Well... I think the cook and and uh, the people that do the laundry and everybody else associated with the New York Jets are back in New York City.
3: And they were uh, they were there for a minute. And it sounds like things went well, but again, I'm under the impression that this is just theatrics for Aaron Rodgers. That's uh, yeah. I mean,
2: has he has he played this card before? Now, oh, yeah. I don't know that he's met with other teams. Mm-hmm. This is a different deal, but the. I don't know if I want to play, let me think about it and make a decision. We've seen that game before, haven't we?
3: Yeah, and I don't think I've seen, at least on many occasions, to where a team flies to a player. I think it's mostly, hey, we'll we'll fly you out to us, and you can come visit with us. How many times have you seen a team of executives or team representatives fly to a player? To but, his house. You know,
2: I thought about that the other day, and I'm thinking it probably happens more than we know. It's just, this it's Aaron Rodgers, and yeah. it's very public.
3: Yeah, that, that's a good point.
2: It's, it's very public. It, it is Aaron Rodgers. But I, and, you know, I'm with you. We may be dead wrong, but I think Aaron Rodgers is a Green Bay Packer next September.
3: I think it's either that or he just decides
2: to retire. I, 60 million reasons not to retire. That's true. I mean... Look, I know he's got a lot of money. And he can probably make some more money. Isn't he the host of Jeopardy or something? I don't know.
3: I think that was a temporary thing. Was it part-time gig?
2: I think so. When you need work, man, you need work. Oh yeah. So, uh but anyway, I mean, I bet he could find a gig if he wanted it. Uh he's
3: a he's a personality and people are just drawn to him just because of his status. I think I think the games he did run Jeopardy, I think he did fine. I think he, he's kind of funny, I think he he just knew what he was doing I, I think I think from an entertainment standpoint, he could probably find his way and make money doing something else, whether he if he decides to retire this year or not again i I'm you know there's door number one's the
2: jets door number two's retirement, door number three is return to Green Bay, and I'm picking door number three I mean I just am I don't know I, I just think that's. I think we've seen this movie, and, uh, you know, this is a sequel, and, you know, most of the time the sequel's not any good anyway. Yeah. So, we'll see. All right, uh, let's get to it. Number 20, Baylor Softball, defeats Cal State Fullerton 5-2 to yesterday afternoon in the opening day of the Louisville Slugger Invitational. They are now 18-2. 1-8-2. Glenn Moore's team is playing well, and they're getting it done with the sticks, and in the circle. And if you can get that done, then uh, you're, you're in pretty good shape. Now, this is an interesting tournament in that Baylor will not have any games over the weekend. They do not play Saturday. They do not play Sunday. They played a single game yesterday. They've got a doubleheader today. Well, not really a doubleheader. Two games today and two games tomorrow. Now, today's games are against I believe Boston University and the host uh Long Beach State. Yeah, again two thirty Texas time against Boston University, followed by a game with, with Long Beach State. But Glenmore's team hey, look this we talked about it last week when they were hosting the Old to Joy tournament, you know, and, and beating A and M and and you know and beating Sam Houston They're they're just playing really good softball right now. Timely hitting, good pitching and outstanding defense pretty good formula for winning
3: yeah and it helps when you have one of the best pitchers in the country and dariana orm i mean she's been she's already thrown what a perfect game and a no hitter already no hitter already
2: yeah and and, boy it was a struggle yesterday she she gave up one run (laughs) one (laughs) singular oh struck out seven one earned run
3: it's not bad she's she's on a different level right now that's amazing that is
2: that's, that's exactly right all right, uh, let's see, what else do we need to get to this morning as uh, we uh, roll through? Uh, the coaching situation in college basketball, it, it was a big day yesterday for several reasons. Let's begin with Mark Adams. Were you surprised Mark Adams stepped down?
3: Uh, I'm not surprised that he stepped down just because everything that happened. I'm kind of surprised, like we were talking about when he did it, like on game day, I mean, it, granted it was after Texas Tech had played their game against West Virginia, but still, I, I don't – and I think Tech just gave him the opportunity to, hey, you're you're gone either way. We want to at least give you the opportunity to step down on your own terms. I feel like that's what the case was, and that, I guess that's what he did. I, it just – with everything that's transpired, I think it was the right move.
2: Wednesday night, the uh, yesterday evening, the, uh, the the announcement came Adams was suspended – earlier for making an inappropriate, unacceptable, and racially insensitive comment to a player last week. That, according to the school, they made that announcement on March the 5th. The school, uh, after uh, Athletic Director Kirby Hokut issued Adams a written reprimand and then made the decision to to suspend him in order to conduct a more thorough inquiry of Adams' interactions with his players and his coaching staff. After that investigation, Hocutt came back and and, and found that the racially insensitive comment was unintentional and an isolated incident. However, it, uh, you know, in the best interest, according to this release, it was in the best interest for both Coach Adams and for Texas Tech that he stepped down. So there you have it. Uh, Two years, uh, you know, replacing Chris Beard as the uh, head coach of Texas Tech and now they go to work to find their their next head coach. And uh the question is I I don't they're not. Let's let's just be honest. They're not going to get a slot in the NCAA tournament. They're just not. But they very well may be invited to the to the NIT.
3: Would you play? Uh I don't know. It's. I think it's like you said earlier. I think it depends on if the players want to. Um, me personally, I probably wouldn't want to. Yeah, I probably wouldn't. Players like to play.
2: Yeah. And. I I would leave it up. You know, I I would leave it up to the team. If you guys want to go play and represent Texas Tech, let's go. Let you know. Let's host. Let's get on the road. Get on a plane and go. Let's play. Again, I think I'd have that conversation with with the team behind closed doors and, and let them make the decision on whether or not to go to the NIT. Because I really do believe that they'll, you know, and they very well may politely decline, I don't know, you know, while they search for the next head coach. But would you, do you, you know, if this group of kids, if they want to go play, I would let them. Yeah. I, I would certainly, you know, I don't know that I would encourage them but I would certainly let them make that decision. You know, they did nothing wrong in this situation, and it's an opportunity for some of these younger players to get a chance to, to continue to practice. You know, look, it's about practice. It's about getting better, and then go play some games and see how far you can go.
3: Yeah, that's a good point, point. and looking ahead to next season, I, and Tech was a young team all season long anyway, so that's a good point. I think more practices and – at least a couple more opportunities to play some more games. I think, I think that would help them as well, but we'll just have to see what decision they make.
2: Absolutely. Uh, let's see what else, uh, the, the word on the street, the word on the street is that Chris Beard is the leading candidate for the Ole Miss job. That, uh, he, he is the front runner to get that gig. Would
3: you hire Chris Beard? Uh, I mean, I guess if the charges were dropped. The- I absolutely
2: would hire Chris Beard. Yeah. I-, I think you've got to do your due diligence, and that's probably what Ole Miss is doing. Make yes. sure, Make sure everything's squared away. Kind of give him some basic guidelines for your expectations for he and the program. But, yeah. I mean, I certainly would hire him. And finally, on the coaching front – Syracuse has announced that Jim Behine after 47 seasons, will, uh, will not be the head coach of the Orange. I didn't say he retired. In the release, that at least the one I saw, there wasn't a quote from Jim Behine. Now, I'm not saying that he got fired, but I'm just saying it is kind of unusual that when somebody, especially his stature, wouldn't he have a press conference? Wouldn't he have a a at least a a comment, even if it's pre prepared for the release? But what I saw, it was Syracuse saying, you know, coach is not coming back. I just thought that was strange.
3: Yeah, it's uh, you think it was. So- with someone being at one program for that long, I mean, 47 years, that's incredible. And then them to leave like that, it kind of raises questions about what would have caused that. I mean, I mean, Syracuse hasn't been Syracuse the last few years, and maybe this is just a, they just decided that it's time to move on and go a different direction. But I think if, if you're at a program of 47 years, I'm not saying you should be able to choose when you retire, but like, I think you should have more say in it than... In most other cases,
2: he was asked in the in the press conference they they played in their tournament yesterday, I think, yes. and got beat by a buzzer beater, yep, by Wake. And then he was asked in that press conference if you know what's his situation is he coming back and I believe he said this is up to the university. And then later on, you get the release: Jim Beheim's not coming back, so you figure it out. All right, so that's what we got. Uh, we got Coach Adams uh, walking away from Texas Tech, so that that position's open. Syracuse, uh, Jim Boeheim is not going to be their head coach, and and uh, Chris Beard very well may be the head coach at Ole Miss. We'll keep an eye on all that as we roll through the morning. All right, uh, we got a lot of basketball to talk to from the Big 12 tournament, and we'll get to that coming up in just a couple of minutes. It's seven seventeen. This is game time, your first word in sports. By the way, if there's anything you want to – jump in on and, and, uh, and, and uh, give us your, your opinion. We'd certainly love to hear from you. Our uh, CNC Collision Center text line is 254-662-1660, 254-662-1660. Should the Red Raiders play in the NIT if that opportunity becomes available to them? What do you think? Uh, we'd love to hear from you this morning. 254-662-1660, our CNC Collision Center text line. This is Game Time on ESPN Central Texas.
4: Join us for our next Baylor Coaches Show from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
5: Join us Thursday, March 16th, and hear from equestrian head coach Casey Maxwell and men's golf coach Mike McGraw. That's Thursday, March 16th, from Rudy's. The Baylor Coaches Show live from Rudy's and here on
4: the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas.
6: Crawfish for Casa 2023 is fast approaching. Crawfish for Casa is a community-wide crawfish bowl that showcases music from the 80s hot cover band, The Spasmatics. There will be a silent auction. All the crawfish you can eat are chicken gumbo, all the beverages you can drink, and all the dancing you can physically handle. All proceeds go towards strengthening and supporting abused and neglected children in our community. It promises to be a night you won't soon forget. Purchase your tickets now at casaforeverychild.org. Crawfish for Casa, March 31st
2: at the Base Extraco Event Center. The pain level was over 10. There's days where I just sat and cried and asked the good Lord to take me. And my doctor recommended that I go to Good Feet and try the arch supports. So I put the arch supports in and took about three, four steps. Turned around and went and sat back down and started to cry. It was the first time that I had no pain.
0: For over 20 years, we've been helping people like Dave actually live the life they envision without their feet getting in the way
2: since then i've been doing so many things with my children i went hiking this last summer with my daughter something that i never thought was possible because i couldn't walk there's people out there that made a product that changed people's lives i am not an actor i am an individual father and wanted to share his testimony with other people out there about my good feet story
4: see
6: what we can do for you with a free personalized arch support fitting at the good feet store The Good Feet Store in Waco in the Central Texas Marketplace and now in Temple. at SoCalWaco.com.
7: Get your wings now at Fazoli's. Visit Fazoli's today for irresistible, crispy, craveable wings. Start with traditional or boneless wings. Tossed in your choice of signature sauces. Savory, sweet, or spicy. Served with your choice of creamy blue cheese or ranch for dipping. Indulge in an order of crispy, saucy wings or add them to your favorite Fazoli's dish today. Dine in, drive through, or delivery only at Fazoli's where everything's better with wings.
6: Limited time only. Price and participation may vary by location. Fazoli's and logo are federally registered trademarks of Fazoli's System Management
8: My house has a new
2: 722 this is game time your first word in sports and we are presented by alan samuels dodge chrysler jeep bram fiat your friend in the car business tom and ryan ward has the day off today we're glad you're with us on this uh on this thursday morning as uh, we roll through all right uh big 12 basketball tournament on the men's side got underway last night on the women's side they get started tonight last night Ryan and I know you watch uh portions of both of these games. West Virginia a winner over Texas Tech 78 to 62. And so Tech is wrapped up their season at what 18 and 16 something like that. Yes. So again is 18 and 16 in the Big
3: 12 going to get you in the NIT? I think it does. Oh, in the NIT, yes, absolutely.
2: It's not going to get you anywhere as far as the NCAA tournament's concerned. No. So that that ship has sailed. What did what did you see in that game? What did you think of that game?
3: I just don't and, and it's understandable with I mean, the tech played tech played hard for a little bit, but it looked like they played uninspired and for good reason with everything that's been happening all around them. And like we mentioned before, it's not the players' fault with everything going on. I think they still played hard despite the circumstances. They just looked a little uninspired to me. And then the nightcap was Bedlam, Oklahoma State in Oklahoma.
2: Boy. Mm. OU
3: scores forty nine. Yeah, it was a uh, great cowboy defense. Tell me, please, please. Uh I mean, OU got some good looks. They just weren't they just weren't dropping. They weren't getting in the net. And and Oklahoma State was they were like slicing. They were able to get to the rim, layups, dunks all over the place. And they and they were pretty efficient shooting as well.
2: Ironically, I talked to Matt Mosley yesterday afternoon and he had uh he was at the arena when Oklahoma was going through their walkthrough. And he said, These guys
3: can't miss from
2: three. And then they go out and score forty nine. Yeah. I mean, that's a uh, that's just a tough one.
3: They just that, used up all your all their shots and warm ups, I guess. But yeah, they were just not efficient at all from the floor. And they were just I mean, again, they were getting good looks. They just weren't falling.
2: So the Cowboys of Oklahoma State now 18 and 14, and they advance. And here's what today looks like. Of course, we begin the day with the 4-5 matchup, Baylor and Iowa State right here on ESPN Central Texas. 11 a.m. for the pregame, 11.30 for the tip. That will be followed by Kansas and West Virginia since West Virginia won last night. Then it's the uh, 2C Texas at Oklahoma State, the winner last night. And then we'll wrap up the night with Jerome Tang's Kansas State Wildcats and the TCU Horn Frogs. That's an 8.30 tip tonight. I may get the first half of that one in before the eyelids. (laughs) (laughs) So I just, I'm just being honest. I'll read about it the second half, but Kansas state and TCU, well, that's why, you know, Baylor played in so many big Monday games. And I was like, Oh, for the love of Pete, you know, Monday night, eight 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 ten 10 tip, you know, and we get up so, so early. It is like, wow. But I, I fought through every one of those big Mondays to, to watch the game. So, all right. So, yeah, once again, Baylor and Iowa State, Kansas and and uh, West Virginia, Texas and OSU. And then Kansas State and TCU. And, of course, we'll have the Baylor-Iowa State game right here on ESPN Central Texas. Also, the uh, women's side gets started tonight at Municipal Coliseum. And uh, the first matchups will begin at 5 o'clock. It is Texas Tech and Kansas State. The 7.30 matchup is Kansas and TCU. Then tomorrow, Oklahoma State will take on West Virginia at 11 a.m. Texas will play the winner of the Tech-K State game at 1.30. At 5 o'clock, Oklahoma will play the winner of the Kansas-TCU game. And then we'll wrap up the night at 7.30 with uh, Baylor and Iowa State. Yes, you heard it again, Baylor and Iowa State. Just ironic that. Baylor and Iowa State meet both on the men's and the women's side to start the NCAA, the, uh, the Big 12 tournament. So, 7.30. And that game, will st- will have the broadcast beginning at 7 o'clock, and that will be on our sister station, 104.9 FM. So, keep that in mind. 104.9 FM uh, tomorrow evening, 7 o'clock. Now, it may be 7-ish, if you know what I mean, uh, because, it look, it's the fourth game of the day, Sometimes they're on time, more 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 often than not they're not. So we'll have it thirty minutes. We'll be on the air thirty minutes before the tip, right uh, over on our sister station one hundred four point nine FM. So that's what's going on in uh, in Kansas City, and boy, uh, Baylor and K State. I uh, excuse me, Baylor and Iowa State for the third time on the men's side tomorrow, and we're going to talk to Pat only about that. We'll do that next right here
1: on ESPN Central Texas recently on Game Time.
7: So the other day when we were talking about whatever it was I was talking about, it's Thursday, so we went into axe throwing. This was invented in the Middle Ages, I'm sure, across the ocean. 100 miles In the or Middle more. East or Middle Asia. Middle where? Asia. Where, is middle? That? Where, where exactly is that? In the middle. Oh, of course it is. Isn't it in the middle of the world? Kind of depends on where the earth is turning. Yeah, because it changes, right? right?
1: Game Time. Weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Keep up with the Phillips 66 Big 12 tournament on ESPN Central Texas.
6: Voice.com.
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
6: I'm Lark Smith with your
8: ESPN Central Texas sports update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with case construction equipment, whatever the job is. Baylor men's basketball starts postseason play this morning with an 11:30 tip-off against Iowa State. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. At the Big 12 tournament yesterday, West Virginia beat Texas Tech 78-62, and Oklahoma State knocked off Oklahoma 57-49. It's one and done for the MCC men's basketball team at the Region 5 tournament. The Highlanders lost to Midland 70-40 and finished the season with a 24-7 record. Baylor softball won the first of five games in California with a 5-1 decision over Cal State Fullerton. They played twice today, starting at 2:30, and you can hear the games on Cool 101.3 FM
1: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Your home for Baylor men's and women's basketball. ESPN Central Texas.
2: All right, seven thirty-one. Welcome back into the program again. We have got a fog and it is thick this morning. To so drive safely on your way to work, Tom and and Ryan Ward with the day off. We're glad you're with us here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor basketball. It is game time, and we, and it really is game time. By the way, we welcome into the program from the Baylor broadcast team, Pat Nally. Pat, good morning, and how is Kansas City?
10: Yeah, well, it sounds like it's uh, much like Waco this morning. It's dreary and a little foggy it's going to rain today in fact i think there's a 90 percent chance of rain it's cold so i guess the silver lining is it's a great day to be indoors (laughs) and uh, we're going to (laughs) we're going to spend all day at the sprint center and uh hopefully watching some really good big 12 basketball
2: west virginia and oklahoma state uh get to this thursday with their wins last night uh and, and boy that oklahoma oklahoma state game that was a low scoring affair
10: yeah, that was kind of ugly. I, I watched most of that, but um, you know, and that's that's not uh, unusual for an Oklahoma team to keep it low. They just don't have a lot of offensive firepower. So that and really neither team did last night, but um, I think that was a bit of an aberration. Uh, but big win for for Oklahoma State. I, I don't know what that does for them uh, in terms of getting them in or not. I think they were on, in bracketology. They were on the first four out. So, that win, I don't know if it got them into the tournament. The broadcasters last night were saying it did. Uh, but it's a big win for them nonetheless. They needed to get it, and they did.
2: Help me get jazzed up about this one. Is it the fact that the <laughs> Bears have uh, ha- have it lost both games to Iowa State? Will that do it? Because this is a team that's, what, 22 and nine, tenth in the country, clearly mm-hmm. either on the two- or three-line, depending on which one you read. Get me fired up about this game.
10: I think it's – that's a good question, Tom. I think it's the Iowa State thing. I mean, it it's just unheard of for a Baylor team in recent history to get swept. And I, I don't mean twice. I mean three times. And they're fighting against that. It's a really tough matchup. Baylor-Iowa State is tough for Baylor. I, I think that's it. I think another storyline is the two-seed thing. I mean, again, bracketology, which is a lot of fun to watch. I'm, I'm not sure there's a ton of science behind it. But it has Baylor as a two-seed, Baylor with a really strong body of work. And going into the NCAA tournament, they don't want to lose that. That's a big deal. You know, Baylor's been a number one seed the last two years, probably would have been a one seed in the COVID year. So that's a, that's a big deal. Seeding is really important to them. And I think, too, Tom, and you and I have talked about this, uh, Baylor has never won a Big 12 cha- tournament championship. They've been in the tournament finals Championship game three times and they're 0 for three there, and and in fact in the uh, scouting session last night with the team, that's the storyline. We got to win one of these, and and you know we talked about also championship mentality. If if you're coming up here, you're coming to win a championship because that's really just how this team thinks.
2: On the flip side, at 18 and 12 for Iowa State, 99 in the conference, they wrap up the conference. At ninety nine, I you know they're a five or a, a six or a seven maybe. Uh, do the Cyclones with how many wins do they need in your opinion to kind of eke up that 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 chain and maybe hit a five or, or or somewhere in that neighborhood?
10: Well, winning today would help. It would help a lot. Uh, Iowa State leads the country in wins over AP top twenty five teams and AP top ten teams. They've won eight top 25 games, and they've won five top 10 games. So their body of work is really impressive. And and so I think they're in at a solid five. But winning again today, that's three over a top 10 team. And it, it certainly would bolster their chances to, to move up some. They're in, and they've been a lock for a while. Coming into the Baylor game last Saturday, they had lost eight of 10 which is just hard to believe, and it shows you how strong their body of work is, that they can withstand that and still be considered a lock and even a five, and maybe with uh, some wins in this tournament, I don't think they need to win it, but a couple of wins might get them into a four spot.
3: Do you think uh, the Bears having the Cyclones back-to-back with the regular season finale now getting them first in the Big 12 tournament, do you think that adds a little bit of extra motivation to kind of get that bad taste out of their mouth?
10: Yeah, I think so. Something else we've talked about, I know, Tom, is at this stage of the game, if you're going to make a run, you have to be healthy, you have to be confident, and you have to be playing well. And I think last Saturday shook their confidence a little bit. They did not play well. Uh, And and just by the way, I, I think Iowa State's the best defensive team I have seen all year long. I really do. They lead the, the uh, league in scoring defense They're the best defensive rebounding team in the league. Contrast that to Baylor being the best offensive team in the league in terms of point scoring and is the uh, best team in the league in terms of offensive rebounding percentage. So some's got to give. But Ryan, to your question, I think it is more we got to get back on track. We got to get playing well and we've got to get confidence back. I thought the team last Saturday looked tired to me. Um, they weren't disinterested. I just thought they were tired. I mean, I don't think Adam Flagler has missed three free throws in a row in his life. Hmm. And, and the, the, the second and the third free throws he left on the front rim. And a guy that is that uh, accurate of a free throw shooter, when he's leaving them short, he's tired. And that really was my takeaway. They just didn't have a spring in their step. We got the feeling they were sort of chasing Iowa State around all day. And gotta get out of that, right? We gotta to, gotta to get a bit of swagger going again. And I think a win today against Iowa State would help do that.
2: Talk about Bonner for just a bit and, and how different defensively I, I know he, he can do things offensively, but how different defensively is this Baylor basketball team when he's on the floor?
10: It's way different. And the, the challenge for this team, Tom, has been to defend and really guard and be disrupted defensively. They haven't been. And when Bonner's on the floor, he does all of those things. He is by far, in my mind, the best on-the-ball defender at the perimeter on this team. And he just provides a spark. That's what he's out there to do. He, he owns that. You know, he – Think of those games. I think he he had not played in the three games prior to Texas, had not taken off his warmups and comes into that game and and really made an impact. And despite not having played a whole lot, he still leads the team in steals. So he is a disruptor. And when he's bringing offense, like he has the the last few games, he's, he's indispensable. You got to get him in there. And so I think today, with defense at a premium, you'll see him a lot. And hopefully he'll continue to contribute offensively the way, the way he has the last three games, you know, really uh, George has not been playing well. You know, he's bothered by a bad ankle. And if you just look at statistics over the last three or four games, Bonner has been more productive than George. He just has. And
2: and Pat, you bring up a great point Uh, with Bonner and with Chachua, you're now a much deeper basketball team. And you need that when you're a in a tournament like this, and B when you go into the to the big tournament, the NCAA tournament, uh, having having people you can count on and more people you can count on. That, that's huge for coach and, and the staff.
10: It is, you know, because dropping down to the four seed in the tournament, uh, Baylor would have to win today, tomorrow, and Saturday. That's three in a row, and that's that's hard to do. That you know, sitting out that first game. And, and, you know, being able to, if you're a one or two seed, just watch for a while is really important. So the depth is important. And and the Bears have a lot of depth. They've lost some having Langston Love out. Don't think he'll play today. But still, they need depth and they need energy, particularly on the defensive end. And Chachua really helps. He's still not near 100%, not sure when he'll get there. But he's in the right place at the right time. He's a great communicator. And, and even playing on virtually one leg, which is what he's doing, he is still defensively a force along the baseline and really need him. And, and he and Bonner both, I think, contribute more defensively than they've been able to contribute offensively.
2: How different is Iowa State without Caleb Grill?
10: You know Tom again, good question. They were, they were better Saturday. And and I that doesn't diminish his contribution. He he is a really good player and what he does is stretch the floor cuz he's a guy I think he had 31 against North Carolina early this year. He can score in bunches and and when he starts making some threes, look out. Uh, but having been dismissed from the team, obviously not not playing for the rest of the year. But they, I think they just had to change a little bit. And their chance to win and progress is on the defensive end of the floor. They held Baylor to 58. Baylor came into the game averaging 78 points a game and struggled to get to 58. This is interesting, too. Iowa State has held all but one Big 12 opponent below its season scoring average. That's, that's impressive. So their ticket to success is defense. And I think the Bears need to get out of the gate a little strong because against Iowa State, we saw this last Saturday, if you get behind, it's hard to come back. They control pace. They're really going to defend you. And when you're ahead, shots just become a little easier. There's not as much pressure on making shots when you're up eight as they are or there is when you're down eight. I think it's important for the Bears to get out of the gate strong and uh, not fall behind because when you do that, you're in trouble against the Cyclones.
3: We talked about the depth that the Bears have on the bench with players like Dale Bonner and Langston Love. How effective is Iowa State's bench, and who are the, play- the key players that come out off their bench that make an impact?
10: Uh, it's important, and, and particularly, and you might have seen against uh, Iowa State last Saturday, they played a ton of guys. They're running them in left and right. I mean, every dead ball it seemed like you had new guys coming in, and they do that because they uh, want to continue to step up pressure so they're they're just a number of guys really and and they're they're not guys that uh have flashy statistics uh but th- they just run a number of them in who uh just can really play i I don't know if Oshun Oshunee, been working on that pronunciation all <laughs> season long. <laughs> Uh, is going to start or not, but uh, it, it really doesn't matter for them. They, they start five because you have to stop at five, but their their top eight or nine, maybe even in some cases, are guys that, that they would consider to be starters because they're going to get a lot of minutes. But I, I think to answer your question, Ryan, Oshunee is is the guy that I think makes the biggest impact whether whether he's coming off the bench or not, he, he's a, he leads the league, tied for the league in block shots. He's a rim protector. So they just run him in and out, and they do it all game long. Now, is going to be on the floor. He's not coming off. Uh, I think Koontz is probably a little more in that category. But besides uh, Kausher, they're just running him in and out.
2: Final thought for you, Pat. Uh, I know we got to let you go, but when you look at this tournament and the way that this – this conference unfolded, and and who, you you just never knew who was going to beat who in this league. Would mm-hmm. would is there really an upset today? I mean, if, depending on I mean, I, I think that it, I don't think there's an upset here. It, 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 even if West Virginia won, it, the way this league played played out, I'm not sure there is an upset.
10: No, there's not. There's really not. I, you know, last night, I think both of those games were toss-ups. Like the, the higher-seeded team won both games. And so, it, you know, we're sort of according to Hoyle right now. But I agree, Tom. I, I don't think there is an upset. Uh, maybe, maybe knocking off Kansas would be considered an upset because this is basically Fog Allen East. <laughs> there will be so many Jayhawks. And by the way, there will be a ton of cyclones there today as well. This is this is K State's home arena, so to speak. It's Kansas home arena. It's Iowa State's home arena. So I, I think maybe the only candidate for an upset would be Kansas, considered an upset. But you know, the winner of this game today, I think has a good chance to beat Kansas. It it's a it's a toss up and it really is a nice way to finish what was a grind in, in the conference race, because now everybody's in the same gym and they're just duking it out. And I don't think the tournament will uh, be much different if at all than what we've seen over the last uh, couple of months. It's a great league and it's going to be some great basketball. I think this weekend, you
2: you mentioned T-Mobile center being a home for, I I said, I was going to, let you go but I lied Um, one more
10: Uh, (laughs) I've got plenty of time
2: so so next year we got 14 and then Texas and Oklahoma exit out and then it's 12 and and of course the the footprint of the conference expands pretty dramatically Uh, do you see with the addition of BYU and and Cincinnati and those guys do you see the potential for this tournament to to leave Kansas City maybe move around
10: I, I do see that I don't know, honestly. Let me just say this: what I do know is this is a great city for the Big Twelve tournament. Again, you got Kansas, K State, Iowa State, really kind of holding home court here. But it's a great. The the people love this. I mean, there's Big Twelve stuff everywhere, and even despite the weather, you're going to see a big pep rally uh, out outside the arena today. It's just, it's an event. It's a celebration to Kansas City. I know back in the day, uh, Big 12 moved the tournament to Dallas one year, and it fell flat. It just did. There's a vibe up here that's way different. So it could move, but my vote would be not to. I I would just think, why? Why would we do that other than to to move away from the home court advantages for those three teams I just talked about? But I love it up here. I I just can't imagine a better place – for the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City.
2: 11 o'clock pregame, 11:30 tip. And Pat Baylor beats Iowa State because
10: control the pace. Don't let it be a half court game. Got to run. I mean, they talked a lot last night about getting the ball off of the glass and running with it, really pushing. They call it, it's funny, they call it the D'Antoine effect. And D'Antoine Grimes. Is a guy that's redshirting. He'll he'll be eligible next year, but he is fast. Oh my gosh, can this guy run? And so they all the transition drills they run. They call them dantuan drills. great. I would say Tom, <laughs> it's the dantuan effect. Uh, I think too. Uh, you, you probably will see some triangle in two today, where what the Bears will do defensively is just pack the lane with three guys. And then make sure that Kausher, for sure, maybe Holmes, but but two guys on the Iowa State roster offensively can really hurt you. So the idea would be clog up the lane. Don't let them get the kind of easy shots they got last Saturday. And then make sure those two guys, Kausher's one of them for sure, are not going to have the freedom to take wide-open threes. I think you'll see a lot of that today. Then finally you're going to front the post. Iowa State really – banged on Baylor in the low post found mismatches found big guys on guards and went to them and that just killed us so got to front the post it will be different but I think maybe the key of the game Tom is pace this game I don't think can end in the 60s for Baylor to win Baylor's got to be able to push it into the 70s which is where they're at their very best
2: Pat, as always, great stuff. Man, we do appreciate Thanks, your time and uh, and just great information. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll be looking for it. get the ball and go uh, this morning go. at 11.30, <laughs> 11 o'clock broadcast time with John and Pat right here on ESPN Central Texas. Pat, we look forward to it. Thanks so much.
10: Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend.
2: You do the same. Have a great day and get a W. 7.49, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas.
4: Baylor Bear Basketball. From the Big 12 Tournament in Kansas City on ESPN Central Texas.
5: The Bears open play in the Big 12 Tournament in Kansas City Thursday versus Iowa State. 11 a.m. for the countdown to tip-off. 11.30 tip-off Thursday.
4: Join Pat Nunley and the voice of the Bears, John Morris, for Baylor basketball from the Big 12 Tournament here on ESPN Central Texas.
7: Hey, guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and Foundation Repair. I
4: put us on the clock so we can try to make 30 seconds. So
7: in 30 seconds, we need to tell you. We might have to just hang up. No, we can tell you about our great services and our free estimates. We can come out.
4: It's a free inspection. Okay. It may not be an estimate. What if they don't need work?
7: Then that would be fantastic for everybody. but for them it would be. It'd
4: be great for them. I'd starve.
7: So give us a call at 254-235-49-22 or fixitjimmy.com. That's
1: us. Oh, we did it. Congratulations to the state champion La Vega Lady Pirates basketball team from ESPN Central Texas.
7: La Fiesta Restaurant in Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Delicious menu. A delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important ingredient.
6: Attention farmers and ranchers, you want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry from the heart of texas to the red river they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust stop by and see ashley at their market location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500
1: it's agritech animal health espn radio sports center
8: I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with case construction equipment, whatever the job is. Baylor men's basketball starts postseason play this morning with an 1130 tip-off against Iowa State. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. At the Big 12 tournament yesterday, West Virginia beat Texas Tech 78-62, and Oklahoma State knocked off Oklahoma 57-49. It's one and done for the MCC men's basketball team at the Region 5 tournament. The Highlanders lost to Midlands 70-40 and finished the season with a 24-7 record. Taylor softball won the first of five games in California with a 5-1 decision over Cal State Fullerton. They played twice today, starting at 2:30, and you can hear the games on Cool 101.3 FM
1: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. It's now time for Did You Know with Ryan Fox.
3: Did you know that today? Is the late great Mike Leach's birthday? Is it really? It is. He was born on this day in 1961 in Susanville, California. American college football coach, had stops at Texas Tech, Washington State, and Mississippi State. He would have turned 62 today. Hmm. How about that? And also, today is Brian Bosworth's birthday former Oklahoma linebacker, Seattle Seahawks as well. He turns 58 today. Did you see his... Lee? Uh, that doesn't seem possible. Did you see... He's been in a couple of movies. Have you seen The Longest Yard, the one with Adam Sandler? In yeah, the, absolutely. He's in that too. Love that. That's one of my favorite football movies. Happy birthday to Brian Bosworth. Won a national championship with Oklahoma in 1985, then also played in the NFL for the Seattle Seahawks. Then today, uh, you're going to love this one, Tom. On this day in 1983... The great Clint Dempsey was born. He turns 40 today. He is the born in Nacogdoches, Texas. He is the all-time leading goal scorer for Team USA soccer. How about that? He turns 40 today. He played for Team USA for 13 years. All-time leading scorer in Team USA history with 57 international goals. He also played in the Premier League, uh, Bundesliga in Germany, and of course in the MLS in the United States one of the great one of the greatest if not the greatest American soccer player ever turns 40 years old today and also on this day in 1958 did you know that George Yardley of the Detroit Pistons became the first player in the NBA history to score 2000 points in a single season I did not know that now he he did that in 1958 the first to ever do it he did it in 72 games in the 58 season and uh, which made me curious how many players have the most 2,000-point regular seasons in NBA history, and have the 10 most. There are three players all-time who have done it seven times, Oscar Robertson, Robertson mm-hmm. Wilt Chamberlain, and James Harden. And there's also three players who have done it eight times, Dominique Wilkins, Alex English, and Kobe Bryant. Scored 2,000 points in a season eight times. Only one person has done it nine times, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. One person has done it 10 times, LeBron James. 11 times, Michael Jordan. And the most 2,000-point seasons in NBA history with 12 goes to Carl Malone. The mailman. The mailman, Carl Malone. He delivers, doesn't he?
2: Yes, he does. All right, 755, that is uh, Did You Know? That is Did You Know here on ESPN Central Texas. John Morris, the voice of the Bears from Kansas City. He's got today's Baylor Beat program.
8: Welcome to today's edition of the Baylor Sports Beat on the flagship station for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris.
5: everybody. It's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat from Kansas City, where the Baylor men open play in the Big 12 tournament this morning. That and more straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. During Ram Truck Month, shop the greatest selection of new inventory in Central Texas at Allen Samuels. Ram trucks have all the quality for work or play. With impressive towing capabilities, heavy-duty payload capacity, smooth ride, and a luxury feel interior design. If you're looking for a truck that can do it all, come see the possibilities of a Ram truck. And if we don't have exactly what you want in stock, we can help you build the custom car, truck, SUV, or van of your dreams. Shop SamuelsDCJ.com or come in to see us today at Allen Samuels in Waco.
4: is bright the time is now college is what you make it it's a late night pizza run and all-nighters coding a new project it's having
5: big dreams and making them a reality it's a professor who knows your name and
1: your story it's preparation for your future your calling your life and at baylor it's even more baylor where lights shine bright
8: Now doing his part in preparing champions for life. Here's the voice of the Bears.
5: And welcome back from Kansas City, site of the Big 12 men's and women's basketball tournaments that begin this morning for Scott Drew and the 10th ranked Baylor men. Baylor taking on Iowa State in a quarterfinal matchup this morning, looking for their first Big 12 tournament title.
9: First and foremost, there's only one team in the South that's won it, and that's Texas. And big reason is we all know uh, the fans make such a difference, and home court advantage makes such a difference in college basketball. And up here, Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State have huge advantages. But at the same time, uh, um, we all know that uh, uh, there's 10 great teams. Everyone has a chance to win. Uh, and it is the best conference in the country. It's showcased uh, uh, in a great uh, arena and setting and uh, obviously packed crowds, um, especially when those three teams play. So uh, it's a great opportunity for us to to improve our resume for the NCAA tournament. It's a, a great opportunity to make history and win the first Big 12 tournament.
5: Scott Drew and the Bears opening play in the Big 12 tournament this morning against Iowa State third meeting of the year between the Bears and the Cyclones, Baylor looking to avenge losses to Iowa State during the regular season. We're on the air at 11 a.m, tip off at 1130 this morning here on ESPN here on ESPN Central Texas for the Bears and the Cyclones. The Baylor women open play in the Big 12 tournament tomorrow evening at 7:30 against Iowa State. Also, Baylor Softball 5 2 winner over Cal State Fullerton opening play in a tournament in Long Beach, California. Two more games today for Glenn Moore in 20th ranked Baylor Softball. And Baylor Acrobatics and Tumbling wins on the road over Oregon last night. And that's today's Baylor Sports Pete. More tomorrow from here in Kansas City. I'm John Morris.
6: Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? Nope, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it, the most important thing is your roof.
1: Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios. This is KRZI Waco. K222 DC Waco. K265 DV Temple. ESPN Central Texas.
2: All right, just after 8 o'clock, welcome back into the program. This is game time. Your first word in sports on ESPN Central Texas. Tom and Ryan, we're glad you're with us. Ward with the day off. And- Boy, we've talked a lot of basketball. Now let's switch gears and let's talk some football as we welcome in the executive director of the American Football Coaches Association, Coach Todd Berry. Coach, good morning, and thank you for your time this morning. We certainly do appreciate it.
11: No, it's my pleasure, guys.
2: Hey, let's let's begin with potential rule changes that, that may be forthcoming. What is, what is, first of all, I want to know what your personal opinion is, and secondly, I want to know, of where the afca stands on on some of these rule changes to to speed up the game
0: yeah you know this has kind of been
11: an ongoing discussion for quite some time i think the the networks have been kind of demanding this uh interestingly enough if you look at uh, fbs uh, the division one um, group fbs and fcs fbs is generally averaging about Three hours and eighteen minutes, and it kind of keeps ticking up a little bit. Uh, FCS is in that three three hours and twelve minutes. But again, interestingly, Division two and Division three that don't have television, uh, generally speaking, they're still below three hours. And I think one of the beauties of the collegiate game is the fact that at across all levels, you, you can go to any college game, you're going to see the exact same game. There's not going to be changes in rules. And so this has really become more of an FBS problem because of television. And yet television is the one that's kind of demanding that the game be changed a little bit. And again, it's been an ongoing discussion. Uh, I was at the meetings last week in Indianapolis with the NCAA and rules and competition, both forwarded to football oversight, uh, three concepts, uh, two of them, which really aren't noteworthy. The the third one is a little bit in the fact that it would take about seven or eight plays out of every game. Um, And it's basically allowing the clock to run after a first down. And so uh, right now we, we slow it down for just a moment to kind of move the chains. And then the, the, the official starts the clock again, our coaches in January weren't too upset about this one. Um, They'd prefer not to do it, but the reality of it is it wasn't going to change the game. The one that was proposed that created quite a stir was the idea that basically on all incomplete passes, the clock would stop. That one was not quite as uh, well received from the coaching group because at that point in time, then uh, probably the coaches would change their strategy significantly and you'd see more up tempo, more uh, faster, turbo type of play don't know if that's good from health and safety standpoint for our players. Uh, And uh, along with that, I I think um, we've had some problems with the feigning of injuries and that's been an ongoing thing. And, And what we're seeing a little bit right now is that sometimes players just get tired. And in the past, they probably would have continued to fight through it, but they've kind of found, well, I can slow the game down a little bit too. And so they're taking a knee also. And I don't know that they would accomplish what they were intending to accomplish in shortening the game, and this is this is really coming from the conference commissioners. They're the ones that are pushing this, which again is another interesting point because it's supposed to be that rules makes these recommendations, and in this case, an outside entity outside the NCAA is making it, which is not supposed to happen.
2: I saw in one article that they said it would reduce plays which is a safety issue to to have fewer snaps and and I wasn't buying it I thought it was all about television and, and it sounds like that's, that's where this is coming from it's about TB getting from game one to game two in a timely manner
11: yeah you know uh, yes I, I would probably tend to agree um, I can't uh, haven't talked with everyone uh, I've talked with our coaches but not the ADs and commissioners about this but I would suggest that you're probably correct. I think that, you know, if you're worried about the number of snaps and exposures during the seasons, what they said exposures, then why would, um, why would you have another game, right? I mean that that seems a little bit counterproductive, and um, and that being the national championship game, obviously with the playoff expansion. And then I would also suggest, too, that over the last four years since we did the four-game redshirt, that was a health and safety um, decision. And the the players right now are actually playing less snaps than what they did four years ago. And so we've kind of already kind of balanced that out to some degree in the fact that that is happening. And then lastly, I would suggest, too, that Division II, Division III, and FCS are already playing 15 games with their playoffs. And so, consequently, why is nobody talking to them about is this an issue? Because we certainly don't have any data that suggests that there's more injuries late in the season. Actually, it's the opposite of that. Or you know, the majority of the injuries happen early in the season, and in the first couple of ball games, and that's very pronounced here recently, since we made all the changes in preseason practice to where you can't tackle and do some of the other things that you
0: need to do.
2: And not to get too deep into the weeds here, but if. When you when you poll your coaches and, and you come to a decision of this is how we collectively as a group feel about something, how do you present that? How do you get your point to the decision? Some of the decision makers and, and do it in a timely manner to where you know your voice is being heard.
11: Well, fortunately, I'm on almost all the committees, and <laughs> so consequently, I have an opportunity to to discuss it. You know. I, um, I quite honestly I I think it was the coaches basically and, and our conversations in these committees that basically that killed the incomplete passes because I actually believe that was the one they were going for because that would take somewhere between twenty, twenty five plays out of a game and, and that's the one that they were actually looking to see if they could get because that would move the needle significantly. But again, uh the coaches were um you know they were pretty dead set that this would really probably change the game dramatically, and and just like in 2008, they they did this to try to uh, limit the amount of time that a game goes on, and and you know that was uh, and that's whenever you went out of bounds they stopped the clock, and the, you know before 2008 the clock always stopped when you went out of bounds, and it wasn't uh, started again until the snap of the football. Well, that was kind of the birth of the no huddle offenses. Before 2008, everybody huddled. After 2008, uh, you know, nobody huddled anymore. or not no, no one, but a vast majority. And so consequently, what we we saw was this speed up in play to get the number of snaps back, because at that point in time, that was going to limit at about 20 snaps. And and so really, it was quite easy to defend a little bit, because we've already had a past history in 2008. This is what happened. Now, you do this, this is probably how the coaches are going to respond, because they have control over this. And it, is this what we want? And I think that probably all at that point in time agreed that's not exactly what we were looking for, or they didn't believe it was what they were looking for. And, and so consequently, I'm, I'm glad that we have um, an ability as coaches to be able to speak something that probably could have been kind of somewhat uh, strategically changing, such as the 2008 decision was.
2: Coach, uh, let's switch gears here. What are What are coaches saying to you? about the transfer portal and and how do you feel the the coaches are, are navigating this, uh, this feature?
11: I think they're still discovering quite honestly, uh, how to, you know, they have a roster that they need to have in order to, to be successful. And that means that you not only have good players, but that you have players that you have some depth at positions. And I think one of the, the big challenges for our coaches has been controlling this, um, you know, our suggestion from from the outset was the idea that you know, every data point that the NCAA has suggests that, regardless of age, uh, you know, sex, sport, race, whatever, if you if you transfer, you've lowered your chances of graduating, and 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 that's all. They do studies on this; and those are long going studies. And you know if that's, that's the case, it seems uh, once again a little bit strange. Now we all recognize that there are certain instances. Uh, you know, I have a, a parent that's ill, and I need to take care of them. So those type of things that that require some kind of waiver. What um, the trans and, and so everybody's understanding, I think, of those kind of things. But what our suggestion was is to say, you know, when you transfer. You know, you have to set a year if you're transferring across or down with the idea that are uh, transferring across or up uh, so that you can get acclimated to your new location. And then if you when when you graduate, OK, then you get that extra year back. So you get another year at the end. And then that way, the player doesn't feel like that they've missed a year in transferring, but it does give them a chance to get acclimated to their new location. That was our suggestion from the AFCA standpoint, because I think it was really, uh, quite honestly, somewhat naive um, uh, that they that they didn't believe at one point in time that the transfer portal was going to turn into, uh, you know, universities recruiting other players off other university campuses, which is illegal. But once again, the NCAA can't or won't enforce it, and so consequently, we end up with that and then you add in the the name image and likeness and it it, we need to start talking in realities if we're going to get to a better place this is a pay-for-play system i don't care what anybody else says (laughs) the the full definition of this this is pay-for-play that's what the players are moving for they're moving for money and they're moving for opportunities and sometimes unfortunately for the the student athletes they're bypassing the opportunity to get the money And, and um you know they they don't understand a little bit about the uh, the future in relation to what that opportunity might mean either for them financially or educationally to stay at some place over going someplace else for you know for a little bit more money. So uh, that's the system that we're in right now. That's what was created. Again, I uh, I think it was somewhat polyannish for anybody to believe that it wasn't going to be that when we've done this in the past. That's always been the case. Our past history allowed for some of these things to happen, and this was the outcome. And that's why you have the rules that you had in place to begin with uh, because you don't want certainly a a mercenary mentality. Uh, So obviously our coaches aren't happy with it. there were, I, we believe that there were ways to change this without losing the educational model that we're in, and still allow the players to have some ability to transfer and have some ability to make some money off their off their name, image, and likeness without um, just going out there without any guardrails and saying, "Here, here's what we're doing. This is not going to be a bad situation." Because that's what I heard constantly. Is this is not going to be bad? We're not going to see that many players transfer. We're not going to see this being a pay for play. Maybe somebody will make a thousand or five thousand dollars off name, image, and likeness. And again, I think that was a very Pollyannish mentality. And uh, but I, I, you know, we need to quit this utopian thought, thinking that everything's going to be perfect, because that's not the real world, and that that we, we've got to deal with the realities
2: any way to get the genie back in the bottle?
11: No. No, because the NIL, the name, image, and likeness piece, obviously when the states started passing their own legislation, then there's no chance for any kind of consistency unless you get federal intervention. And so this idea that you're going to be able to fix name, image, and likeness and the NCAA is going to be able to do it or another entity, that's impossible because the NCAA or the universities, the AFCA, we can't overrule all the different state. Laws, and so con- consequently, if you can't get some consistency across the board, then everyone's going to continue to try to outdo the other, and so you're going to have these dramatic changes that are going to lead to even more problems. And then there's no transparency in this either. Uh, you know, the FCA has suggested that just like the eligibility center. Every player has to already, when they get an NIL deal, they don't have to disclose the money, but they have to disclose that they signed with a company. I signed with whatever company, XYZ company. As a player, then that has to be disclosed to the university so that there's no conflict of interest. And, uh, you know, right now there is, uh, the you know, uh, student-athletes, they're third parties who can just claim that, they're, that they signed with someone to try to up their stature with trying to negotiate with another university. And, and that's not right either. You know, is is that basically you go out on social media and you you mislead or, or lie about what you signed, and and you know the other other there's no chance to be able to check that to clarify it. So, I, uh, no, there's no chance. I think on the transfer space. I actually feel like that we're getting a little bit uh, of traction there now because I think, again, all the things that we discussed earlier have come to fruition, and it was the coaches that were the ones that basically said, hey, you need to watch out for this and this and this. And then quite often they won't, won't listen to us at that point in time. And uh, and I, I think that's part of the reason why you're seeing significant changes at the NCAA offices and, and all that is because it was some really uh, – They've created some difficult times for everyone.
2: Coach, thanks. Uh, great stuff, as always. And, man, we do appreciate your time today. Thank you so much, and look forward to visiting with you again soon.
11: My pleasure, Roy. Take care.
2: Have a great day. That's uh, Todd Berry. He is the executive director of the American Football Coaches Association, former coach at Army, I believe. Uh, and, man, I mean, I mean, just stated the facts. And, you know, can we get the genie back in the bottle? No. I mean, Simple as that. Uh, all right, uh, it is 8-16, uh, 16 minutes after eight. But, you know, it, it, and I guess when we talked last week, one of the things that we talked about when, when going over some of the proposed rule changes, including that incomplete pass where the clock would stay running, was to reduce snaps and make it, you know, because the players are playing too many plays. Well, that was hogwash. We all know it was hogwash. Yeah. It was about television, commercials, and getting to the next game. That's what it was about. I mean, it's, it's a, again, when you see stuff like this, the root of all this stuff is money. It is money, money, money. That's, that's just the bottom line. All right, uh, 16 after 8, eight sixteen. This is game time. We're presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car biz, and we are uh, brought to you in part by Morrison's Gifts. You know, you can get a birthday gift. You can get an anniversary gift. You can get a Christmas gift. You can get a Valentine's, all those type deals. But you know what? I think some of the best gifts, guys, are the just because gifts. That's right. When when there's absolutely nothing going on and you walk in the door and you hand that beautifully wrapped package to that significant other and she says, what's this for? And you say, just because man that is that that goes a million miles it really really does and that's what you could do at Morrison's Gifts they've been they've been your gift store headquarters since 1979 they're a Baylor alumni owned business and man they would love to meet you today or any day for that matter Uh, they've got John Hart leather goods they've got Consuela bags and purses they've got uh, key rings candles jewelry all kinds of great gifts and again free gift wrapping at um, at Morrison's Gifts they're at 4308 West Waco Drive now if you've been there before Four. When you get there, kind of look to your right. There are two doors down, or the next door, or something like that. But they they move slightly to the right if you're facing the building, and uh, and you can you can you can do business, and you can check out all the great things that's going on at Morrison's
1: Gifts. Morrison's Gifts in the Brazos Square Center. Tell them we sent you by. Matt Mosley, weekdays at four p.m. on ESPN Central Texas.
6: John Wilner and John Canzano they got with the commissioner and by the way that's prompted me i've now reached out to the big 12 to try to get brett your mark on i mean my gosh if he's going to be doing pac-12 podcast Aaron, <laughs> right he should be on our show for goodness <laughs> sakes he should be on espn central texas the flagship of baylor
1: the matt mosley show weekdays 4 to 6 p.m on espn central texas
2: Hi, Jay here from
9: Pickup Outfitters with a public service announcement and a warning to be vigilant. As you know, for over six years, we've been fighting to end truck nudity in Central Texas, a noble cause you think everyone would be on board with, right? wrong so we will get phone calls with people saying we don't agree with your cause and you should take those offensive ads off the air we have even had negative reviews strictly because we've taken our fight to the airwaves enlisting good citizens like you it only proves one thing Communism is alive in America. The battle is real, people, and we need your help. But we're not asking you to do it alone. That's why we've slashed prices on all solid bed covers at Pickup Outfitters. Folding covers are now $100 off. Retractable covers are now at least $150 off. Some covers are up to $500 and 20% off. Stay sharp, my friends. Keep Texas free and don't drive a naked truck. Get more details on the Pickup Outfitters website, createacommotion.com.
6: Hi, this is Chuck Morgan of the Texas Rangers. You're listening to the home of Baylor Athletics and Rangers Baseball, ESPN Central Texas.
4: Howdy, Chuck Garner here, professional guide, searching for bears in the wild. But not just any bears, oh no, a particular kind. With hundreds of thousands roaming freely in the wild, yet still hard to spot unless you know the signs. There they are Baylor Bears. If you're a bear enthusiast or even a bear yourself, join me and let's find some bears in the wild.
1: Join the expedition at baylor.edu alumni.
2: if your vendor does not value your feedback you're with the wrong one at ubo business services we are serious about being in the service business we send a survey after every service call if it's positive we
8: call or email them with a thank you for their feedback if it is negative we call to see how we can make it better no matter what your business is we are all in the customer service business in your office if your sticker does not say ubo on the machine do they really care call sean
1: hunt at 254 seven zero nine two one zero one or UBEO It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced House Leveling, Myatt Fuels, SoCal Speed Shop, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. All right, it's 22 after 8. This is game time. This is game day.
2: The Bears and Iowa State from the Phillips 66 Big 12 tournament. And then afterwards, you got the John Moore Show and, and, uh, and the Matt Mosley program live from KC. And that is presented by Jim Turner. Chevrolet and McGregor, and uh, look forward to that. Should be a lot of fun. All right. Uh boy, <laughs> I I loved having Todd Berry on the program. what did what'd you think about Coach Berry? It's good stuff, wasn't it, Steph?
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Real riveting stuff, huh? No,
4: really. Tell me how
2: you feel. <laughs>
4: well,
7: so I was I caught the end of it. Oh, okay. <laughs> and honestly, I was running late this morning. Really? My back, you know I've been having some back issues this week. Yeah, yeah. And I just could not get moving this morning, so I won't tell you how fast I was driving to get here. But...
2: You were speeding. Don't do that. In this fog? I didn't
7: say I was speeding. I said I wasn't going to tell you how fast I was driving. In the fog? (laughs) It wasn't that foggy, but thank goodness... Thank goodness there was nobody really out there cuz everybody's on spring break but I made mean it. But you know uh, when
2: it is really thin, isn't it? As far as traffic is it
5: concerned. It really
7: is. I mean, I was driving around yesterday, you know, talking to people, and I could actually get from the radio station to downtown Waco a in a timely quicker. manner. Yeah, yeah. You know? <laughs> it's a lot quicker than normal. I got you. So, you know, next week back to waiting at the stoplight, you know. Forever, but
2: anyway. <laughs> Grumpy says, "How fast did the cop tell you you were going?"
7: <laughs> <laughs> Slow down! <laughs> no, oh, no. Boy. All but right. um, so yeah, that's that's how my morning's going. But yesterday,
2: yesterday,
7: I know I was googling.
2: Yeah. that's what they have
7: out there. You know now my where? fast in the world over in Turkey. Yeah, which is up and across. The ocean, and it's up from Asia, I, I believe. It's like at the top of the universe
3: or something. It's above Middle
2: Asia. Up okay. top of the universe? Well,
7: on the Earth. Wouldn't
2: that be one of the poles? Well, like north close, or south? Or? It's
7: close to the poles, oh. I think. Yeah. The last time I checked, unless it moved. But anyways.
2: <laughs> That's always a possibility with
7: you. Always. Guess what they have? Camel oh. wrestling. No, they don't. Yes, they do. No, they don't. This is huge these camels they dress them up like put on these beautiful bright robes Mm -hmm. and what it is is it's two male camels they're called tulu wrestling camels and these camels wrestle okay but here's the deal they have one female camel in the ah. ring so they wrestle i mean they're not like throwing each other down by their four legs they're so, like butting heads
2: so you say those two camels are going to ruin a friendship because they're totally. both enamored by the yeah because okay.
7: the they want they want the female so sometimes they will like just they uh. butt heads like have you ever seen like um have you ever seen it
2: like rams Yes, yeah.
7: that's what. That's a good analogy. Thank um, you. They bump heads, and then until one will give out and just run out of the circle or the court or whatever. But he's got a headache. <laughs> I bet he does. But these camels are worth a lot of money. A lot of money, and this—well,
2: a camel that can give a left hook, I bet it is. I know,
7: right? So um, huge crowds come out to watch this every year. They make it into a big festival. And um, this has been going on for like 24,000 years.
2: 24,000 years we've uh, had camel wrestling.
7: Uh, I wasn't around then, but um, <laughs> it's kind of cool. They say that the male camels will froth at the nose and the mouth. I'm not sure what that means. I think that means spit. And well, if-
2: we're watching video right now of one frothing, and it's <laughs> not a pretty sight. It's
3: trust a- me.
7: Oh, well, okay. It was like he's
3: spitting up milk. Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> gross. Okay.
7: <laughs> So, anyways, whoever dominates wins, and the crowd goes crazy. Um, I mean, it's, that's a it's a, a thing. Big, it's
3: a big crowd. Look at that.
7: And so, you know, it's like then the other the camel that wins run, rides off in the sunset with the female camel, and that's it. But you know, they have camel. They have all these camel races. You know, you ride a camel or whatever. Who knew they had camel wrestling? I mean, these camels that They're going at it. These camels can do some things. They can race, they can run, they can store water in their hump, they can wrestle, you can play camel pull. I mean, there's a lot of things camels can do.
2: A, a very important piece to the puzzle, isn't it, having a camel?
7: It, I think. I just, I'm kind of fascinated, you know, how much I love cows, now I'm like into these camels, now I get why Mr. Camelman out in Valley Mills loves camels. How many does he have? Seven. Seven. Seven.
2: I wonder if any of his wrestle. I don't know. Well, this would be wrestling. This would not camel. be wrestling. This is Cam- wrestling. Camel, camel wrestling. wrestling.
7: I don't know, but um, they say the uh, the whole thing is you've got to make sure that one camel isn't scared of the other camel so that the crowd will get pleased by watching Yeah, because it, ju- it
3: just showed one of them running away. Like the,
7: one just looks at the other one and says, eh, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. Nah, I don't feel like doing this today. You can have her. Yeah, but they actually breed these two loo camels for... Camel Wrestling.
2: I don't want her. You can have her.
7: <laughs> That's not funny. All right. But anyways, there you go. Camel, Camel res-
2: Wrestling. Camel Wrestling. It's in the Stephanie. a thing. Yeah. It's a All thing.
7: Right. Okay. Y'all have, have a good one.
2: Have a great day, would
7: you? you? Go right. Baylor.
2: There you Woo. go. All right. 828, this is game time on ESPN Central Texas. We're presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge, Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, where you can you can check out a great selection of, of new inventory at Allen Samuels with with the Ram trucks. We're talking about a, just quality vehicles with impressive towing capabilities, heavy-duty payload capacity, smooth ride, and of course, luxury feel interior design. If you're looking for that uh, that new truck and uh, you don't see it maybe on the lot when you when you go over or or go online to allensamuelsdcj.com, you don't see it, well you can you can build it yourself. That's right. They can help you build it, uh, the, the custom car, truck, SUV, or van that you're looking for. The, the vehicle of your dreams, you can put it together, and uh, you can get it done at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Rampier. That's a, that's a pretty cool concept, isn't it? I mean, to be able to go in and go, you know what, I want, the, I want, I want white stripes down the side of this green body on my vehicle. Well, you can do that. I mean, you can you can design and, and build it right there at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. 201 West Loop 340. They're just down from Highway 84. Ted Teague and his staff, oh, they're ready to, uh, to hang out with you and visit with you and get you taken care of this morning. 772-1000 is the phone number. Maybe you got a question about something. And, of course, don't forget that tremendous service department. They've got outstanding folks waiting to take care of you in the service department at Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat your friend in the car business. Coach Mitch Thompson and the Bears all
4: season long here on ESPN Central Texas.
5: The Bears hosting Mercer this weekend at Baylor Ballpark. Games Friday at 6:30, Saturday at 2, and Sunday at 1 for Baylor Mercer baseball this weekend.
4: This is the home for Baylor Bear baseball, ESPN Central Texas.
8: Hey, folks, Derek Scott here at Jim Turner Chevrolet. There are so many seasons upon us. March Madness, basketball, baseball, and NASCAR. So needless to say, we are full throttle here at Jim Turner Chevrolet as we enter truck season. And here we go again with 0% financing on every new Silverado in stock. We have over 200 new and pre-owned vehicles
5: to choose from, and
8: folks, we will not be beat over price. So give us a call, 840-3261 or 24-7 at turnerchevy.com. And remember, folks, we're just a heartbeat away at McGregor. We'll treat you like family.
6: There are lots of reasons to own a golf car.
2: Get around the neighborhood.
6: Cruising the lake at campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf carts for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in
1: Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor athletics. ESPN Radio Sports Center.
8: I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update. Baylor men's basketball starts postseason play this morning with an 11-30 tip-off against Iowa State. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. At the Big 12 tournament yesterday, West Virginia beat Texas Tech 78-62 and Oklahoma State knocked off Oklahoma 57-49. It's one and done for the MCC men's basketball team at the Region 5 tournament. The Highlanders lost to Midland 70-40 and finished the season with a 24-7 record. The McLennan High Lassies have their opening round game of the Region 5 tournament this afternoon at 5 when they take on Odessa. Taylor Softball won the first of five games in California with a 5-1 decision over Cal State Fullerton. They played twice today starting at 2.30 and you can hear the games on
1: Cool 101.3 FM. Sports Center every 20 minutes only on ESPN Central Texas. Let's Talk Sports with Bryce Cherry of the Waco Tribune Herald on ESPN Central Texas.
2: A34 this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Let's check in with Kansas City one more time Bryce Cherry the uh the uh, from the Waco Tribune Herald Bryce good morning how are we? Doing fine just
0: was uh, Away from a little interview session with uh, Nikki Collins, just because I care about you guys so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, know, I don't know. how you get the late game time on uh, on Friday and the early practice time on Thursday. It makes no sense. And uh, Nikki, I asked Nikki about that. And she said. It's just the product of being a six seed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, I got to ask probably the the single most important question of the day. Uh, have you found that little dive for for some great barbecue? I mean, you know, ha- have we have we got that accomplished yet?
0: So that that is this evening. We rolled in uh, yesterday about dinner time, and our first stop always. It's kind of weird. Our first stop is always fried chicken, not barbecue. Uh, though we make sure we do get some barbecue while we're here. I mean, that's a given. But uh, we go to Stroud's, which Stroud's is a kind of a, a legendary stop in KC. Best fried chicken I've probably ever had. Um, and so, yeah, that was our first stop uh, John, Rod, me, and we went and we were nice. We went and circled back and picked up Jerry Hill. His
2: office, so. <laughs> you let him hang out with you, did you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's dive into this thing. Uh, Baylor and Iowa State, and I guess if you're going to talk about Iowa State, you got to you got to kind of start with Ashley Jones, don't you?
0: Oh my gosh, yeah, she's you know Player of the Year in the Big Twelve for a reason um you know she's a walking bucket she can she can score from anywhere on the floor the key for Baylor I think is to try to make her a, a volume shooter you know if she's going to get her 20 plus points uh but you want her to get it on you know 8 of 24 rather than 8 of 12 you know I mean uh, that, and they honestly, they've kind of been able to do that against her. They've they've defended Ashley Jones pretty well in the two games that they've played against Iowa State. Um, obviously, they won up in Ames. Um, up there, it was uh, the girl off the bench, Dew. Um, trying to remember her first name, but D I E W. She's you know not a huge score from for them, but she had a huge game in that game. Um, but here in Waco, it was just kind of Baylor really letting that one get away in overtime, uh, double overtime. I mean, um, you know, they, Baylor had a chance to win that game with some free throws at the end of the game and obviously didn't make those free throws. And, obviously, that's been an issue lately. I mean, uh, they, they were really good in Texas, I think 14 of 15. Then they come home and shoot one of nine in the season finale against – West Virginia. So I asked her about free throws also and Caitlyn Biggle immediately started you kind know, of rolling her eyes and chuckling when I asked about free throws and she's like, Yeah. I said, Is that an aberration? I mean well, you know what? She, you know, she said, I don't know what it was. <laughs> you know. They uh, basically we've been shooting a lot of free throws. I know mean, oh, they had to make two hundred before they came to K C this week. So Wow.
2: Uh when you look at this, this game for, for Nikki Collin in the in the Baylor basketball team, they they are a sixth seed in the tournament, in this Big 12 tournament, looking at maybe a seven or an eight in the NCAA tournament right now. Can they improve their stock, so to speak, if, if they have a good week?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you just saw the Pac-12, um, you know, seven seed, I guess, win their tournament. Uh, on the women's side, and I think Charlie Cream, who does the bracketology for for the women's game on ESPN, moved them up <laughs> several lines because of that, you know, conference championship. Um, so, you know, Baylor can make a run or potentially get to Sunday and win the thing. Um, absolutely, you can you can probably you know go up several notches because you're you're also probably adding you know, ranked wins to your resume, um, you know, you're going to play a good team. So um, we'll see uh, how they do. I mean, um, if you do end up uh, – the projections, like you said, right now, have had them um, kind of on that 8-9 line. Um, if, you, if you end up in that spot, the, the issue there is uh, – and I, I wasn't really even thinking about this until I started, like, looking at the bracket one day, and I was like, oh, yeah – <laughs> the 8-9 plays the 1 in the second round. <laughs> That's not so good. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, you'd be going to, like, South Carolina or Indiana, you know, maybe Stanford, Virginia Tech. You'd be playing one of the top four teams in the country, you know, as at least what the selection committee thinks that, you know, the top four teams are. So uh, that would not be ideal. But even if either you move up to the 7 then you're playing – uh, a two seed in the in the second round, I'm assuming that you know seeds hold. So yeah, it's a tough road whichever way you go.
2: Busy with Bryce Cherry for the Waco Tribune Harold Bryce. I was just thinking about it uh, as this as this tournament unfolds. Are, are you concerned at all about minutes played? I mean, when you stop and look at individual minutes. Sarah Andrews is playing over 30 minutes. Uh, uh, Asbury's playing over 30 minutes. Uh, Jay Nolens is playing. I mean, y- you've got several kids that are playing over 30 minutes, and over the course of three or four ball games, that could start to add up.
0: It can. I- I'm not that concerned about it. I think, you know, they train for these moments, uh, and everyone else is in the same boat. Um, you know, I remember uh, when we were talking a little bit about minutes with Nikki. You know, after one of those overtime games, they you know they played OU in an overtime, they played Iowa State the double overtime, and uh, and you know we were talking about minutes, and she was like, "Look, they they had girls playing that many minutes too." So uh, you know, I, I think it it all sort of balances out. Um, so you know, I don't I don't think that's a huge deal. I think honestly, they're usually a little more jazz at this time of year. You know, they have a little of that extra energy just because, you know, these games, it's March, you know, I think they're excited. And and Sarah Andrews, she's always excited. She walks into every friggin' press conference. <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? <laughs> I mean, it could be after a loss. And she's, she is like, Jerry Hill asked her the other day, he said, uh, You ever have a bad day? And she's like stopped and like sort of like thought about it for a minute. And she goes, no, I don't think I have a bad day. <laughs> so, I mean, you got to admire that sort of positivity. Uh, and I think they'll be, you know, they'll be fine. If you, you know, if you do win games, you obviously have to, you know, play three games in three days. But, uh, you know, then you have a little bit of a break before the tournament.
2: Uh, it's, it, and I know that your focus has been on the Baylor women, but I do find it ironic that, that both the women and the men are opening with Iowa State.
3: Yeah,
0: absolutely. Uh and uh, an Iowa State team on the men's side, I will be at that game this morning. I'm going to head over there a little bit. But, uh, yeah, an Iowa State team that has beaten Baylor twice, you know, this year, uh, you know, convincingly, and uh, kind of ruined the, the senior day the other day. I think that actually adds a lot of motivation for these Bears. I mean, um, they do have to figure out maybe kind of what Iowa State's doing defensively because it, it certainly has given them – some problems, um, but I just feel like you know it's kind of a new day, and um, you know I think they have a I think they have a good shot to kind of turn things around, and you know then if you know if you're in the game and suddenly you know Iowa State's kind of uh, like oh no they're here to play this time you know because they've kind of had those games in the bag you know most of the way both in Ames and Waco.
2: If they, and I know it's one at a time, Friday night, Iowa State, but if they get by Iowa State, in all likelihood, they play Oklahoma. How do they match up against Oklahoma?
0: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's, it, you play good teams every 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 round. I mean, uh, are we back to the women now? That yeah, I'm yeah, talking? yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. I'm thinking if the men play, we'll play Kansas in the second round. Right. If, if the seeds hold, yeah. And they're the okay, women, too it's <laughs> yeah, okay. last night we walk in and, and we're talking to some folks and uh and um this guy uh you know he tells somebody we're from waco and this guy says oh here yeah, we'll, we'll play you guys on friday and uh and so we're like oh you're from iowa State huh and uh and he says no no Kansas and and, and Jerry's like look, they're going to have to get past out of state. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly right. But as far as the women versus OU, uh, I think they match up pretty well. I mean, OU is obviously a very good team, but Baylor has played them well. Um, again, let one get away uh, at home, but one in Norman. And I don't know what it is about this team and playing outside of Waco so much better than they do – you know, uh, at, in the Ferrell Center, it makes no sense, but it's gotta—it's gotta be a positive, I would think, as you as you come up to Municipal and they close down Muni this year, and then as you go on the road for the NCAA tournament, they're not going to be hosting for the first time in forever. So, you know, I think you got to spin it as like, hey, you know, we can't be beat on the road.
3: How effective will the young players on the Baylor women's team, the players like Bella Fauntleroy and Dariana Little Littlepage Bugs, how impactful they have to be to to help carry the Bears throughout the Big Twelve tournament and eventually the NCAA tournament?
0: Yeah, they're going to have to be big. I mean, they they've been mad all season. They've played you know bigger roles than I think anyone expected, uh, just because of some of the injuries and situations that they've had. But Asia Blackwell and Dre Edwards not playing. That has led to more minutes for Bugs and for Bella. And I, to the most part, for the most part, they've, I, I think, stepped up and played pretty well. Obviously, they have their freshman moments where, you know, oh, they're not in the right spot. Or, uh, you know, they haven't played on the court together a whole lot. Although in recent games, it's been more often. And I like to see that because, first of all, they're your future. You're going to need them to to start playing together some. But I like the big lineup uh, when they have Caitlin out there with Bella and Bugs because I just feel like it gives you a different look uh, than, the, than the three guard lineup. So um, Bugs has been pretty consistent all year. Obviously, she won Big Twelve Freshman of the Year for, for a reason. Uh, she's you know she's wiry. She's if you know, she's not big, she's only six one. But man, she gets in there and just slips past people, gets rebounds and. Just, well, the thing you love about her is her energy is always consistent. Uh, Bella's still learning. She sometimes is out of control. But her game, she's going to be really, really good, too. I mean, she's not bad now, but uh, uh, she, she's she got a smooth game, and she can step out, hit that three-pointer. She can score on the block. I mean, um, you know, they're going to be fun to watch over the next three years.
2: Bryce, I know you guys haven't been there very long, but I'm just kind of curious. Is there a buzz among Big 12 basketball fans and the media about, uh, first of all, Coach Beard potentially getting the uh, Ole Miss job and, secondly, about uh, Coach Adams stepping away from the tech position? You
0: know, I mean, it's it's talked about, obviously. I I think the buzz right now here in KC is just more about, you know, this tournament and who's going to win and that kind of thing. We were in the lobby here one of the hotels yesterday, and um, uh, West Virginia came in just after um, beating uh, beat Texas Tech, uh, and and they were kind of the conquering heroes and hugs bears over there, you know, hugging everyone. Hmm. And so, you know, I just feel like right now, uh, I tell you, you can't escape the Iowa State fans. They're they're everywhere. <laughs> uh, they they really do turn KC into you know, aimed south. But uh, you know, obviously the, the Texas Tech situation is an interesting one and um, you know, it ended uh badly there for, for Mark Adams and um, you know, I know Chris Beard's name was actually floated around as a potential Texas Tech candidate. I never thought that was a serious rumor. Um I just didn't feel like that would, would work given the way he left Lubbock. Uh but old myths make a lot more sense. I mean, once once the charges were cleared, uh, he was going to get a job somewhere. I mean, you know, just given his track record of success.
2: I know you're going to have wall-to-wall coverage uh, of this Big 12 basketball tournament. What else can we look forward to uh, over the, the next couple of days and into the weekend?
0: Yeah, Baylor baseball, obviously, coming off a good win over DBU, uh, uh, an extra inning win. I actually watched the end of that game the other night on – ESPN plus and uh, good win for Mitch's uh, program. I mean, I would say biggest win of the Mitch Thompson era thus far. Wouldn't you say?
2: Absolutely.
0: (laughs) So I know it's a short era, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think that gives them a little momentum going into this series with Mercer. Um, So we'll have that. And like you said, wall-to-wall coverage here in KC. And um, yeah, that's about it right now. I mean, kind of, kind of focus on those and uh, certainly we'll
2: pick up some more high school sports, uh, you know, next week. All right. Sounds good. Hey, Bryce, you know, I don't know if you can bring me a rib back or or what, but I mean, you know, think about Uh, me at least.
0: uh,
2: (laughs) All right. Hey, have a great day. We appreciate it. Thanks the uh, Bryce Cherry for the Waco Tribute Herald. It's 849. This is game time on ESPN Central Texas. Keep
1: up with the Phillips 66 Big 12 tournament on ESPN Central Texas.
2: Join the John Morris Show and the Matt Mosley Show beginning Wednesday, March the 8th, presented by Jim Turner Chevrolet. The latest news and notes from the Big 12 Basketball Tournament with John and Matt, and it's all right here on ESPN Central Texas. Continuing coverage of the Phillips 66 Big 12 Basketball Tournament is presented by Jim Turner Chevrolet on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics
4: are you paying more than you need to for your car have you considered a refinance to save money refinancing can get you a lower interest rate and as a result decrease your monthly car payment freeing up cash for other financial obligations learn about refinancing today at genco then save even more by skipping your payments for the first 60 days only from genco federal credit union subject to credit approval membership eligibility and loan policies insured by ncua i'm money, my future
7: It's been three years since COVID-19 changed life around the world. If there's one thing we've learned during that time, it's that Central Texans are tough. Waco Family Medicine is here to remind you that COVID-19 can be more dangerous when you're unprotected. A safe, effective, and free way to stay tough against COVID is with vaccinations and boosters. Visit wacofamilymedicine.org slash vaccine for info about the safety of vaccines and a list of places to get yours in Central Texas. When it comes to COVID-19, a little poke can lead to a lot of protection.
1: Listen to ESPN Central Texas online at SintexSportsFan.com.
7: La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. Watching the game from home? Let La Fiesta create your fiesta with the Delicious menu, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. Order ahead and pick up, or dine in and enjoy the game along with their specialty margaritas. You can order online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin,
3: I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Coldwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more.
1: ESPN Radio Sports Center.
8: I'm Mark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas sports update. Baylor men's basketball starts postseason play this morning with an 11:30 tip-off against Iowa State. You can hear the game on ESPN Central Texas. At the Big 12 tournament yesterday, West Virginia beat Texas Tech 78-62, and Oklahoma State knocked off Oklahoma 57-49. It's one and done for the MCC men's basketball team at the Region 5 tournament. The Highlanders lost to Midland 70-40 and finished the season with a 24-7 record. The McLennan High Lassies have their opening round game of the Region 5 tournament this afternoon at 5 when they take on Odessa. Taylor softball won the first of five games in California with a 5-1 decision over Cal State Fullerton. They played twice today, starting at 2:30, and you can hear the games on Cool 101.3 FM
1: Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Time for the grab bag on Game Time.
2: All right, 853, this is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, your first word in sports. Don't forget, if you missed anything on the program, you can certainly go back and catch it on our uh, podcast, and you can do that at syntechsportsfan.com. That's syntechsportsfan.com Our show, the John Morris program, and the Matt Mosley show, all available uh, in a podcast format, and you can do that at syntechsportsfan.com. We got basketball coming your way at 11 o'clock. That's the pregame time at 1130 for the tip. John Morris, Pat Nunley will have the call. It's the Bears in Iowa State. Uh, To me, this one, I don't know. I mean, the Bears have struggled with with this Cyclone team this year, and I don't know if it's a matchup issue or or if it's just Iowa State plays such outstanding defense, but uh, I'm kind of curious how this one goes. Now, again, I think the Bears are in great shape. But I don't know that you want to go into the NCAA tournament having lost what three in a row. If you lose mm-hmm. today, so yeah,
3: that wouldn't be we wouldn't be ideal at all. And the
2: Cyclo team is eighteen and twelve, and they went ninety nine in the conference, so every win is beneficial to them in this postseason. So it'll be interesting. And, and it was Pat Nunley today this morning in in the seven thirty slot, and just a couple of minutes ago with uh, Bryce Cherry, both talked about how many fans from Iowa State are in Kansas City. So it's not just Kansas and Kansas State. It's also the Iowa State folks. So it's, you heard Scott Drew on the on the sports beat say, hey, look, no one from the South other than Texas wins this thing, has ever won this thing. And, and you know, and it's a home court advantage. So we'll see. All right, that's going to do it for us. Again, John, uh, we got basketball at 11, John at 3, Matt at 4, and we'll see you tomorrow morning at 7.